0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg said he was confident that a solution would be found to release German-made leopard tanks to Ukraine after meeting with Boris Pistorius, Germany's new defence minister in Berlin. Germany has so far refused to send its own tanks or allow other countries to do so. Earlier, Mateusz Morawiecki, Poland's prime minister, said his country could transfer the tanks without German permission if other countries joined it. Seven people were killed in Half Moon Bay, a city in northern California, in the state's second mass shooting in three days. Police have arrested the suspected shooter. Earlier, the death toll from Sunday's mass shooting in Monterey Park in Los Angeles rose to 11 after an injured victim died in hospital. Police have not yet disclosed a motive for the attack. The 72 year old suspect, Hu Can Tran, died after shooting himself in a van. After six months of decline, Business activity in the Eurozone's manufacturing and service sectors unexpectedly ticked up in January, according to S&P Global, a financial information provider. Good economic health provided a glimmer of hope that the region could escape recession, as lower energy prices and China's reopening also bolster prospects for the global economy. Microsoft announced a multi-year, multi-billion-dollar investment in OpenAI an artificial intelligence company. The world's biggest software firm is hoping that OpenAI's technology, which includes ChatGPT, a popular AI-based online service, will transform its business. Microsoft invested $1 billion in OpenAI four years ago. The new investment is reportedly worth $10 billion. Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president, said Sweden should not expect his support in its bid to join NATO after recent protests in Stockholm. Last week, members of far-right groups burned a Koran in front of Turkey's embassy in Sweden's capital. Separately, Kurdish protesters hung an effigy of Mr Erdogan, who has previously accused Sweden of harbouring Kurdish insurgents. Sweden applied to join NATO last year, but needs Turkey, already a member, to approve. Burkina Faso terminated a security pact with France that has seen 400 French troops stationed in the West African country to fight jihadists in the Sahel. The government, which seized power in a coup in September and has since reportedly cultivated ties with the Wagner Group, a Russian mercenary outfit, gave France's soldiers a month to pack up. French soldiers left neighbouring Mali last year an exotic green comet will pass by Earth for the first time since the Stone Age. Comet C2022E3 orbits the Sun every 50,000 years and is now visible to the naked eye in the Northern Hemisphere. Next week, it will reach its closest point to Earth, a mere 27 million miles away, as it heads back to the Oort cloud at the edge of the solar system. And fact of the day. 467,000. The number of working days British employers lost to strikes in November, the highest in over a decade.
1: And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Germany's agony about tanks. The next stop on Germany's Via Della Rosa to arming Ukraine with tanks will be a meeting in Berlin on Tuesday between the new Defense Minister Boris Pistorius and the NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. Germany has refused thus far to send its leopard tanks, deeming them, quote, offensive weapons that could lead to escalation with Russia. It has also not allowed other countries to donate their German-made leopards. Flagellated by allies at home and abroad, the government of Olaf Scholz, Germany's chancellor, has started moving. Last week, his officials said sending leopards would depend on America supplying Abrams tanks. Then, Mr. Pistorius said other countries could start training Ukrainian crews on the leopards, pending deliberations in Germany. Now, Annalena Baerbock, the foreign minister, says allies such as Poland could potentially send leopards. In the end, surely Mr. Schultz will release some tanks, but not before wasting every opportunity for Germany to lead Europe. European v. American Inflation Predicting inflation is tricky. Many failed to foresee its heights last year, and just as many are surprised by its decline in recent months. The fall has largely been driven by energy prices coming down. On Tuesday, new composite PMI numbers will be published for both America and Europe. The Business Survey, which covers manufacturing and services, will provide some insight into the other factors driving inflation pressures on both sides of the Atlantic. Europe was harder hit by supply disruptions in the wake of the COVID pandemic, but did not see the same kind of spending boom financed by government stimulus checks as in America. But salaries increased quickly in America's flexible and tight labor market. In Europe, where wages are often decided in collective bargaining agreements, pay has been increasing more slowly. Europe's inflation race has longer to run. Microsoft and the Tech Downturn. The fortunes of the world's biggest enterprise software firm may offer clues to the state of the tech industry overall. Since November 2021, Microsoft's shares have fallen by 27 percent. That is two percentage points fewer than the tech-heavy Nasdaq index, probably because Microsoft's customers are disproportionately businesses which have tended to cut back less than consumers have. Still, Microsoft's quarterly results on Tuesday may make for grim reading. Last week, the firm said it planned to lay off 10,000 people, about 5% of its global workforce. Analysts expect that year-on-year revenue growth will slow to around 2% in the last quarter of 2022, down from 11% in the previous one. A yet bigger worry is the slowing of Microsoft's cloud business, which accounts for two-fifths of sales. The relatively new cloud computing industry has never been through a sustained downturn, and so it is unclear how it might perform. Microsoft's results may provide a hint. A Trump probe in Georgia heats up. In Donald Trump's knot of legal challenges, one important thread is an inquiry into his attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. A county-level prosecutor launched an investigation a month after Mr. Trump phoned a state official and asked him to, quote, find enough votes for him to win. The former president defended the phone call as, quote, perfect. A special grand jury has compelled uncooperative witnesses to testify, including Rudy Giuliani, Mr. Trump's former lawyer, and Lindsey Graham, a Republican senator. The investigation wrapped up in January. On Tuesday, a judge will hear arguments over whether the special grand jury's report should be made public. It could include recommendations for criminal charges, such as solicitations of election fraud, though any indictments would come from a separate grand jury. Quote, the allegations are very serious, said the prosecutor. But as long as the report remains sealed, it will be hard to know the real risks Mr. Trump is facing. The Many Woes of El Salvador El Salvador's creditors are expecting a payback when $604 million of bonds mature on Tuesday. Concerns that the country might default were alleviated last year when the government secured a $450 million loan from the Central American Bank for economic integration and executed two bond buybacks. But investors' confidence in El Salvador remains low. The public debt-to-GDP ratio stands at over 80%. In September, Fitch, a ratings agency, downgraded the country's debt yet again. The uncertainty is thanks almost entirely to Nayib Bukele, the unconventional president. After making El Salvador the first country in the world in which Bitcoin is legal tender in September 2021, Mr. Bukele started to invest public money in the cryptocurrency. But the government's portfolio has lost almost half its value since then, a loss worth some $52 million. Some of his other policies are expensive, too. A crackdown on gangs has swelled the prison population, and the cost is not just financial. Many innocent people have been rounded up. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 Hours GMT on Friday to Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday What name for a gentle breeze derives from that of a Greek god? Monday the Blue Grotto is a feature of which Resort Island in the Bay of Naples. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Frederick the Great, who was born on this day in 1712. A crown is merely a hat that lets the rain in. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week.